Welcome to the Enlightening Motherhood Community. Here you will find a non-judgmental community offering support to mothers raising children with extra challenges. This community was created for you to empower moms who love their children deeply, but are also overburdened, overwhelmed, or just plain stressed out. We are the place for moms who sometimes find themselves feeling at the end of their rope and are looking for hope and light. Join us as we help you enlighten motherhood. Hello, hello, this is Emily. And oh, uh, summer is officially here. I'm in Southern Arizona and um, the heat is on. We celebrated today for our last day of school. We went on a field trip to um, a little local shaved ice place and then the splash pad, it was so much fun. My I had all three boys and my baby and my husband was at work. He, so I was so, <laughs> I was so nervous for days leading up to it. I was pretty sure that um, one kid would start to act out for my attention and another kid would have multiple meltdowns and they would be defiant and maybe try to run away or I, um, it went so much smoother than I thought. So I'm pretty happy about that. It was a really enjoyable time. But um, then, of course, we came home and they were so overstimulated and everything. We, we only, you know, we only had three meltdowns out of the four kids. And we were about to have a fourth, but I caught myself before I got there. <laughs> so... Um, Anyways, I, I've i noticed that I'm handling these meltdowns so much better than I used to. And my, well, I really can't control them, that the influence I'm having over my children means the meltdowns are coming at least a little bit less. But um, I wanted to talk today about the power of thoughts and why our thoughts matter. Um, and it has directly to do with those meltdowns, but... Um, that also was maybe a mini tangent just <laughs> to remind you that you're you're not totally alone if if you go and do these fun things and your kids melt down afterwards. But let's delve into this. So me, I'm an optimist by nature and by choice. I just enjoy positivity and so I've often focused on positive thoughts. Like, but um, I've also noticed that with uh, things such as the the one time that we brought our kids to Disneyland, um, trying to balance that optimism with realism, not in the art realism, but just being realistic um, is, is sometimes a little bit difficult for me. Um, when we were heading to Disneyland, I kind of told myself, you know, we're gonna have multiple fits and multiple meltdowns and it will be okay. It, it's gonna be okay when they happen and it's going to be fine. And I was, so impressed and happy that we did not have multiple fits and meltdowns. I credit my sister who was able to go with us because she is incredible with children and everyone wanted to please their aunt. But I am, um, anyways, uh, I'm not talking just about being optimistic, like, okay, we're going to go to Disneyland and no one's going to throw a fit. Um, I do that a lot, but you know, I wanted to be realistic, so I didn't have that expectation pain when they did throw their fits. Um, this isn't exactly what I'm talking about, though. I'm going to talk more about the literal words 
that most people say in their heads or aloud. Um, for example, this is a really easy example that's been so powerful in my life. For years and years and years, I had the thought that was in my head almost constantly and that I said a lot, out loud a lot, I am bad with directions. Or I would say I'm directionally challenged or I have a learning disability in directions. I even used to say that. Uh, and before um, we had smartphones with GPSs on them and it was super easy to just plug in an address and get somewhere, I would hear directions on the phone and I, maybe I'm on the phone and someone was giving me directions and I would say, hold on, I, I'm really bad with directions. Let me just get my husband on the phone. And I'd hand him the phone and I'd, I would totally step out. And so what was the result of me always saying I'm just bad with directions? It was that I never even tried to get better at them. This thought was not serving me. I wasn't a bad person for having it. I wasn't really causing other people harm, but it was really not serving me. I started to change it when we went to grad school. We were sharing one vehicle. We were stretched so tight on our budget. We had a our first child and we were trying to figure out bus routes, biking options, parking at the school, etc. And I was so surprised at how from the hours that we spent pouring over the map just trying to coordinate our transportation, I actually became quite good with the directions in that city. And I was like, wait, what? But I'm not good at directions. How is it that I became <laughs> good at directions? Uh, and then we moved to the Navajo Nation um, and the there weren't really addresses and they wouldn't show up on the GPS. Um, you kind of really just had to learn to get places based on directions. And so I really had to learn more. And before I moved to our current city that we're living in um, down here in Southern Arizona, I decided that that thought was just not going to serve me. And I was changing it before. I, I was lucky we had a clean slate um, for here. And instead of saying, I'm bad with directions, I say, I have to work a little harder than most people to be good at directions. Or I just have to work a little bit harder to get good at directions. And modifying that thought, thought just a little bit, it totally changed things for me. And now I believe I'm very good at directions, at least in my city. And I'm working on it in the suburbs of um, all the other cities where I live, all the suburbs of Phoenix. But um, instead of saying, oh, I'll just never learn the directions of Mesa. I, I say, I'm going to have to work a little bit harder to learn those directions, but it's okay because I can work hard and I can learn them. And it is making a huge difference in my life. Um, these literal thoughts that we say in our heads make a big difference in our lives in the way we show up as parents. And we can also teach the same ideas to our children with the thoughts that they say to themselves and the thoughts that we help them come up with. So when I coach my clients, after we discuss the client that we're, or the challenge that we're focusing on for that session, the first thing that we actually work on is mindset. We check in really quick to make sure that um, the mindsets that we have, or, or the, that my client has, we check in and make sure that that mindset is serving them or the thoughts that they have are serving them or not. And it doesn't, I don't believe that their challenge will suddenly disappear because of that, but it does make it sometimes seem more manageable. 
and helps us to feel more capable of dealing with the challenge when we have a mindset that's serving us a little bit more. For example, let's say I have a child who tends to melt down after a big exciting outing, or maybe three. <laughs> and I could, um, thoughts that probably knee-jerk thoughts or the subconscious thoughts that I would tend to have would be, my child never lets me do fun things without him ruining it. Or, oh, this is what I get for bringing my, my kids somewhere fun. Um, that doesn't serve me much because I enjoy going out and doing fun things. I really enjoy adventures. And so, and, and then also when my children are melting down, it is not going to help me show up as the mom that I want to be. And that's really important to me. I decide what kind of mom I want to be and I, I need to use all these tools to get me there. And the thoughts that I think, the, the literal sentences in my head, are going to help me a lot with that. So my mind would totally reject something if I were to see my kids like screaming and fighting and crying. And I just look at them and go, oh, aren't my children being so wonderful today? Like, it's not sticking my head in the sand or totally rejecting reality. Um, that's really not going to help me. <laughs> but could I come up with some kind of thought that is still true, is obviously true, but might lead me to show up more as the way I want to show up? Um, some ideas just that I came up with were some fun outings and with meltdowns. They aren't fun, but the outing was sure fun. And then at least I have that positivity with it. You know, I'm recognizing that this isn't exactly enjoyable, but there was something enjoyable that happened, right? Um, a little bit even better, if I could dig a little bit more, um, is that my children need to decompress after exciting outings. She or he is still learning how to do that without yelling, crying, whatever negative behavior they might be displaying with their meltdown. Or she or he is still learning to do that without melting down. This puts us in less of a fixed mindset where, well, this is the way it is. This is the, uh, the negative thing going on in my life, and that's just the way it is. And it puts us more into that growth mindset, which is so beneficial in parenting. It's so beneficial to teach to our children where, okay, so this is what's going on, and there is room for it to become better. Instead of feeling like, um, oh, this is just so awful, um, we can focus on how we can move on from it. So it might lead me to thoughts such as, hmm, so I wonder what is triggering my child's meltdown. Maybe when he or she is calm, we can talk about how he or she was feeling and figure out a game plan before our next outing for how I can help meet my child's needs or help my child meet their own needs, right? Guide them along in that after our next outing. So that proactive approach and that more of a conscious and intentional approach can help so much um, before that next outing. And so learning from the poor experience, changing my mindset about it, better prepares me to handle that experience when it's going to come up again.
Okay, so I moved to the Phoenix area when I was um, pregnant, just about to get, begin my third trimester with my third child at the beginning of a very hot summer. Um, if you don't know what a Phoenix summer is like, um, oh, <laughs> I don't even, I always struggle to put this into words, but um, I, growing up in Colorado, I was used to like, oh, this is so hot kind of summer. But that first summer was more like, I am not sure that I will survive. <laughs> like, it was just so intense. Right after I moved here, we were visiting my husband's very wise grandfather. And he turned to me at one point in the conversation and said, Emily, the heat is what it is. You can't make that any better. But you can make it worse. The way to do that is by complaining. He must have been inspired to tell me that because every time I wanted to just sit down and complain about the heat, it became miserable. And it's not like I went around saying, oh, isn't the weather so perfect? It was more like, okay, you know, on the days when I had control of it, because I'm definitely human and I let the complaints get to me a lot. But the days when I had control of it, I would kind of recognize the heat. Okay, it's really hot outside. Let's move on, right? Or what can I do about it? Can I put a cool towel around my neck? Or are we going to stay in the AC? Are we going to go play with the water? Um, instead of just focusing on how bad it was, focusing on, okay, recognize the situation and now let's move on. It helped me a lot. I ask myself often when I'm heading into a difficult situation, how do I want to show up? And then I try to think of a thought that would help create the mindset to get me there. Um, yesterday I was nursing and rocking my baby. She was pretty overstimulated and I was trying to relax her down, get her ready for her nap. I was, I had set my children up with activities. I did everything, you know, quote unquote, right. And I tried to give my oldest some instructions for what he could do to, if, the younger boy started to make a lot of noise and then I got in there and she was so calm and peaceful and I was getting ready to lay her down so she could fall asleep. And then my oldest bursts into the room and says, mom, we're out of printer paper. And she just bolts straight up and she is wide awake and worried. And I went straight to a 10 on my emotional scale. I was so frustrated with him. And I went, David, please leave. So he left the room and I calmed myself down. And then I thought, okay, how do I want to show up when I leave this room? Because I was, I was really frustrated with him. And I thought, well, I want to talk to him about this, but I don't really want to hit the roof about it either. I want to be able to remain calm and in control while I talk to him. And I want him to know that I still love him. And so then I went through and I said, okay, well, what's a thought I can hold on to? And I realized he probably wasn't thinking about not waking the baby when he came to tell me about the printer paper. Or he made a simple mistake, just like I make simple mistakes. It helped me so much get myself into the better mindset, pause, 
and then I was able to go and show up as the mom that I wanted to be in that situation. Whereas years ago, I probably would have just started to yell at him. And sure, that would have helped my baby fall asleep, right? <laughs> but if you do that, you're not a bad mom, by the way. It just means that you're still on a journey, right? Just like all of us are. <sighs> okay, so I have also had times when I am going through hard times where I've texted friends and I've said, hey, I'm kind of in a funk right now. What are some thoughts or sentences that you might say to yourself to get yourself out of a, a funk? Or can you please share some thoughts to say to yourself when your child is exploding? And I've also texted friends for um, thoughts to work on in a certain area of weakness, such as my sense of direction, although I did come up with that one on my own. Um, sometimes it is totally fine to need someone to help you come up with better thoughts or to help you actually get to the root of a challenge that you're facing and then piece it apart with those thoughts. So if you feel like you want some help with that, make an, or send me an email, we'll set up an appointment and we can get some coaching done. But if you're not going to come see me, this is something you can also work on in your own life. Um, I have a challenge for myself based on this. I've said it so many times on this podcast <laughs> that I'm always running late. I tend to be late. I was running late, which is normal for me. Um, I really need to change my mindset on that. I have such a fixed mindset where I'm just resigned to the fact that I'm typically late for things. I am typically late for things. It's not like I'm lying about it. But I have such a fixed mindset that that's just the way I am and it's just the way it's going to be. So I'm challenging myself. I'm going to try changing it. Every time I say a sentence like that out loud or in my head, I'm going to try to stop and say, no, I'm not always late. It just takes a little more effort for me to be on time. And I'm going to see how it goes. Uh, it's not going to be easy because this is totally ingrained in me just like that directions thing was. I'm working on it and I'm going to see if it, if it helps me tackle that area a little bit better in my life. So I have a challenge for you. Find an area of life or a situation or a quirk that you're trying to work on, a, an area of weakness in your life that you find to be challenging. Pinpoint a thought that's contributing to it and come up with another thought that will serve you a little bit better. It's totally okay to be human. It's fine to have negative emotions about the challenges we're facing. It's not like I should be like, oh, yay. Or I should have been like, oh, yay. I'm eight months pregnant and it's 118 degrees outside with humidity and the low is in the like 80s. <laughs> um, it's okay that I didn't like that. But by being conscious of and intentional with our thoughts, we can number one, deal with them better, and number two, more consciously and intentionally show up the way that we want to be. And when we apply this to our parenting, such as the meltdowns with my children, it helps so much. We can recognize that we are not enjoying the meltdown, that the explosions are not something that we enjoy, right? But instead of just being like, oh, I hate when my kid throws tantrums, maybe we can address that thought a little bit more and think. Okay, so I don't like their tantrums, but I think my child is having a hard time right now. 
How can I help my child get through this hard time? We have previous episodes. Um, let me find them really quick. Uh, on our podcast. Okay, so episodes 14, 12, um, 8, and 6. We, Ashley and I, have conversations about um, from the explosive child. And we have talked a lot about mindset in those too, but this can extend to so many other areas of your life and of your motherhood. What do you want to show up as? What kind of mom do you want to show up as? Let's tackle the thoughts that are preventing us from making progress towards that. This is just one small piece. And um, anytime that you think that someone tries to sell you on a golden bullet to... Um, making your life more of the way that you would like for it to be. I'm a little bit wary of it, right? So this isn't a golden bullet. This is one piece of the big puzzle and it's something to help you get to the root of the challenges you're facing. I hope that you'll join me in the challenge. I would love to hear of thoughts that you have and ones that you're changing them to. So please send me an email at enlighteningmotherhood at gmail.com. Or you, I'll, I'll link the email in the show notes. I would love to hear some thoughts that you have and the way that you modified them to better serve you. Thanks for listening. Have a good one. If you're enjoying this podcast, we would love for you to help us get the word out. You can do this by leaving a positive review and or sharing with a friend who you think might benefit. Thank you. Have a good one.